Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into Lounge, presented by DraftKings. We are thrilled to sit down with tackle Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie is in the most comfortable outfit of the three of us here today. <laughs> You're getting ready for the slow and the, sn- the snow and sleet at MT Bank Stadium. Well, but he's got the like. he's got the shorts though, so well, that's the not top really half. Okay. okay, can we, Bryson? Can we zoom out <laughs> on the bottom half? The top half is ready. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a comfy outfit, Ronnie, and you're kind of a stylish guy. I like how you have your own style. You know, it's just Ronnie Stanley. You don't conform to what society <laughs> really thinks of. Is this kind of a prime example? Yeah, I think it is a prime example. You know, and I think you're completely right. I kind of just do my own thing, and you know, whatever uh, feels comfortable. That's one of the things I like about you, Ronnie. So. Going into this game, big Ravens-Steelers game, obviously the stakes are different for us, right? But given that they won this the last time that we were out in Pittsburgh, it, is, it, is there a little bit more juice to this game even though it doesn't have the usual you know, Week 17 stakes? I mean, it's still a rivalry game, and uh, you know, it's still Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. So uh, we know the type of energy uh, there's going to be in that stadium, and they're fighting for a playoff uh, spot as well. So... They're fine for their lives right now, so mm-hmm. um, we're not just going to, you know, sit there and, you know, not play ball. So, you know, it's going to be a physical game. Do you kind of like that, them coming into this game fighting for their lives? Is that is that you kind of like, all right, you know, we can we can help you with that a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like no matter what uh, the stakes are, I feel like um, this, these two teams, when we play each other, it's always going to be, you know, a, like a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to get after it. So obviously, this team has already clinched the number one overall seed, and you know you have been here and had some really good teams that have been here that you've been part of since your time in Baltimore. I know Odell Beckham Jr. talked after the game about how he feels like this is the best team he's ever been on, top to bottom. I'm curious, in, from your where you sit, what do you think of this team and how good of a group it is overall in comparison to all the other teams that you've been on here? Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. You know, this is definitely the best team I've been on since I've been here. Um, and I just think we're a complete team and uh, at every position with depth as well. And uh, we have a great mix between veteran players and young players and, you know, everything in between, really. Um, and then all the guys that were there in 2019, you know, a lot of those key players are still here. Um, and we, you know, we grew a lot from that that year and uh, moving forward. So to be able to have the those type of players and you know become better leaders, and you had the the free agents and you had the the key young players, it's just a more complete team. Yeah, that's, it's interesting. You bring up 
You brought up 2019, <clears throat> not me. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, well, the comparisons are the natural, comparison obviously. is there. Like, like buy and everything. first round buy, <laughs> and that team was great, but it, it didn't finish great. And and so it, Lamar has talked about that and basically learning from that experience. And you know how do you how do you like view that team, that experience, the time that you had, basically from now until that playoff game? How do you take all of that and learn from it and feel like? you're in a bit better position this time around to to handle it i mean you know i think what happened was you know just so traumatic that i don't think any anyone that's still here from that that year that's still playing on this team didn't it didn't affect them greatly and um not only how they approach their their game but just you know mentally and how they approach everything and in different situations when you know kind of everything is going good um but you know like i said in this situation um, everyone's kind of learned from that and, uh, using this time in the best way possible, I think is going to be the biggest difference. It sounds like you're talking about kind of that locked in that we've been hearing a lot about Lamar and, and other players that just more locked in. Is it, is it a different mindset than in 2019 in terms of, you know, you were, you were so far and away the best team in the league then 14 two, all that stuff. Like, Again, you're blowing out some of the best teams in the league the past two weeks, the Dolphins and the 49ers. But is there a different mindset now, despite the success, than there was in 2019? Yeah, I think there is. And, you know, I don't sense any complacency on this team. And, you know, in 2019, I feel like I could sense it a little bit. But, you know, I feel like now I really don't sense any uh, complacency. And I feel like everyone's still not satisfied. And we, we know where we want to get and we still don't feel like we're there yet as a as a team we always feel like we can get better and we can get better can you share any stories or insight of of examples where you haven't seen that complacency where somebody has said something or something has happened where you said oh okay that's a little bit different this time um I don't think there's like an example but I just say the way we go about you know our everyday activities where there be walkthrough um or uh, practice and you know really focusing on getting better, not just going through the motions. We go, uh, we're out there with more of an intent to, to get it right and execute. And, uh, we still have the mindset of, you know, uh, embrace imperfections, but, you know, still learn from them and, and fix those mistakes when you can. The other part of it to me, it, it seems like this team feels like, like the window is there right now. Like you've got a really good mix of veteran players and young players. You have vets like Kyle Van Noy and Jadavion Clowney who come in here who are playing at a high level. You've got a, a good number of free agents who, going into the offseason. But it feels like this group, like it feels like everything's kind of coming together. How much is that part of the feeling of being locked in and knowing that like the opportunity is there, can't let it pass you by? Like How, how, much, how big of a factor is that in leading to the mentality that we're talking about? Right? You know, a lot of the guys that were here in 2019 were a little bit younger than and um you know that reality of what you just said you know those teams don't come by you know every year where you know you can have those type of years so you know not taking that that moment for granted and this team for granted and making sure we um you know do everything and that we're capable of to to accomplish our goal i'm curious for you how much you are looking forward to this playoff run individually it's been a long road kind of for you over the past few years with all that you've dealt with like how important is this run this opportunity for you uh it's very important you know I'm very thankful to be able to you know be here and you know playing and um be able to help the team you know accomplish our goals and um 
you know, that's, that's all I'm really uh, focused on. And, um, yeah, but I'm very uh, appreciative and thankful to be in this position. Everybody obviously knows the uh, struggles of, that you've dealt with just from a physical standpoint the last several years. First going, you know, the ankle and now this year with the two knee injuries. How has that been, how difficult has that been for you to handle? How have you handled that from a, a mental standpoint? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty difficult, uh, you know, physically and mentally. Um, but, you know, I sh always try to, you know, evolve and adapt to the situation. And um, it took a, look a little longer than I really wanted. But um, I feel like uh been able to um, really evolve more uh, to, you know, the the injuries that have come this year mm. and be able to, you know, work around them and still be able to play at a high level um, and focusing on just, you know, keep getting back to where I feel, uh, you know, the standard for myself is. What, what do you mean by evolve? You mean kind of change your game, change the way you're blocking? Yeah, you know, sometimes you can't get in certain positions because, you know, of injuries, you know, like you said, the knees. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's harder to, you know, be able to, be in certain positions where, you know, I usually want to be using my technique. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you need to be able to adjust and figure out a way um, either to get the job done in a different position or figure out another way to get into the position that you want to be in. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of different tinkering here and there with a technique, you know, based on physical, uh, you know, capabilities that's gonna be really hard i mean to when you're so used to blocking one way and these are my strengths this is how i do my job and and i do it at a very high level to then have to say you know what i i do have to change the way that i'm blocking that's going to be a really hard thing to do mid-season especially as you're <laughs> dealing with the physical aspect of it too yeah yeah exactly you know it's not you know easy you know but it was easy everyone would do it you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so ronnie you um I mean, you've established yourself in your career as one of the best left tackles in the game. And I know that you play, you have a lot of pride about how you play and you want to be at that level. And, you know, it's tough when you're dealing with these injuries. How have you kind of dealt with the challenge of not just physically coming back from them, but once you get back, just to get back to playing at the level that you know that you're capable of and that you want to play at? How have you kind of handled that piece of it once you've returned and gotten back on the field? Uh, you know, just taking it day by day and uh, really focusing on, you know, not trying to accomplish it all in one day, but, you know, incremental steps and just uh, step by step getting better every day. I think that's been the main focus that, you know, helps me, you know, not get too uh, critical. Did you when, you, when you were dealing with the ankle, did you always know, like some guys when you, when you, I mean, you basically missed two seasons, like mm -hmm. two full seasons. Was there ever a point where you wondered whether you were going to come back or not? Um, I don't, I think, I don't think there's ever a, a point that I didn't think I would come back, but I was always, you know, anxious to wonder if I could, you know, feel like I could perform and, you know, do the things that I'd want to do. And like I said, be in the positions I want to be in, um, you know, that was always, you know, something that, uh, that I would thought about. Mm. And then I feel like you had a really strong off season. Like you were, you were healthy, you know, and you come in and it was what week one, right? Yeah. We got clipped in the knee. <laughs> yeah. We didn't cool. last long. I know, right. That was, that was the worst part about it. You know, yeah. everything went, it was going good, feeling well. And then week one, you know, out for what was it? Four weeks, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then kept retweaking it throughout the, that was, you know, just, so just battling through that. And, you know, like I said, adjusting to, you know, just those situations. Yeah. To me, to me, it, as much as, you know, we, we keep talking about, um, 
you know, coming back from a physical, physical standpoint, and I know that that's really grueling. But to me, especially knowing you and the perfectionist that you are, and kind of to Garrett's point, the, 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 you want to be that top guy, right? And that, like, and you're coming off the ankle. It's got to be really hard to say now, all right, I'm feeling really good, but now I'm physically not able to show that again, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, how do you uh, deal with that, with that aspect of, like, hey, maybe physically I can't be that guy that I was in 2019 or whatever, but, like, I'm still not going to, I can't have pity for myself or whatever. Like, I just got to be the best version of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, I still believe I can be that guy, like, yeah. you know. To, to this day, I, I do believe that, you know, based on, you know, everything that I'm feeling in my body, you yeah. know, um, like I said, just adjusting to, you know, things that happen during the season, you know, yeah. people falling on you, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, I, I really, uh, you know, I, yeah, I still believe it. So is that just a matter of getting health, healthy, healthy, or what, it, what do you feel like yeah, it takes? Yeah, I really, I really feel like, you know, just being able to, uh, feel like I can use my body to, you know, it's full capabilities, but yeah, you know, it's rarely, rarely going to be like that, you know, so you mm-hmm. got to be able to adjust and, you know, play with, you know, things here and there. Yeah. Is there, has there been anybody that you've had in-depth conversations with either inside the team, outside the team that has really kind of helped you along this process? No, I would just say like all my teammates, you know, just being around them, you know, always helps, you know, mm-hmm. we're always, you know, there for each other. You know, we don't really listen to the outside world, you know, supporting each other and um, building each other up. Running when the uh, Ravens won the Super Bowl in, in 2012, that offensive line, once they got to the playoffs, they, they, they moved some pieces around, but that offensive line became like a real strength. And then Flacco got hot and the team really rolled in that, in that playoff run. But the offensive line, I think, was really the strength of the offense. As you guys go into this postseason, you have that extra time to get healthy like we're talking about. Do you feel, and Morgan's been dealing with injuries, like you guys have dealt with some injuries up front, but I still feel like this is a really good line. Do you feel like this line can be a strength of the offense? 100%. And I feel like, you know, the better our line plays, you know, the more times you see these, you know, big offensive scoring games. And um, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, we beat – I feel like, you know, having LJ back there is such a huge plus too, you know. So even even the games where we weren't playing our best, we were still able to win because of what he can do. So – when we are playing our best and, you know, he's back there feeling feeling good, you know, sky's the limit. And, you know, that's... I, that's yeah, like I, I... There was a lot of talk this week about the play where he, he turned left, and then he turns right and throws a 75-yard touchdown to Zay Flowers. And that play was great. And, like, the fake to the left side, you know, is, is kind of really creative and unique on his part. But you guys deserve a lot of credit, too, for, like, holding up and allowing him to make that kind of play. When you watch a play like that, do you feel like, hey, man, look, we're, we, like, if we give the protection, then this is what can happen? Oh, yeah, every time, you know, you see a big play like that, and um, especially when you're just watching film um, and you see everyone doing their job, you know, it makes you feel good and want, you want those type of plays to happen every time. How does this year's line compare to the 2019 line? Because that was a good line. Yeah, I, mean, I would two say two all-pro tackle, two Pro Bowl tackles. Yep. You had a Hall of Fame right guard, yep. future Hall of Fame right guard. How does this one compare? I think very similar, very mm. similar. Um, you know, traits. 
it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Do you feel like like you guys are starting to gel as you get healthier? You know, and and Linderbaum's a, a Pro Bowler now. Do you feel like this offensive line is kind of rolling and get ready to get hot, like Garrett was talking about? Yeah, I mean, I love the chemistry we have in the room, and you know, it's a great old line room. We get we all get along, and um, and I think right now, you know, in those games, we're really on the same page and uh, communicating well. And you know, we're not perfect, but I think. Um, majority of the you know the mishaps you know are kind of you know shut out with our communication so we got to talk about these meals uh speaking about chemistry on the (laughs) o-line from what we understand you're quite the host of the (laughs) o-line dinners uh what's your favorite dinner to to throw for the guys how much they who's the biggest eater Mm -hmm. who's the lightest eater i got a lot of questions here just take me inside how did it come about uh i don't know i think um I have no idea. I just, I feel like one year we've, we've been doing it for a while now. We used to go out mm. to restaurants. Okay. Um, but now I just kind of host them at my house and we do a different, you know, cuisine every time. My favorite is the breakfast for dinner. <laughs> that was a Linderbaum. That was Linderbaum said the same thing. Yeah. So breakfast for dinner, that's always a favorite. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, time for us to just kind of chill out, eat and, you know, kind of talk about other things besides football and this is something you guys do on a weekly basis for the most part yeah it's awesome who's yeah. the guy that like clears the dishes you know there's like <laughs> uh, one pancake Zyler left. definitely you know eats eats a lot uh sam mustafer can eat a lot as sam well can get after it okay yeah, sam can get after it okay yeah, i would expect see. for you like it would be some like southeast asian cuisine or something no, Pie. oh yeah we've had we've had all that we've had korean you know okay yeah, that's good. When you have the those nights, if you need an extra spot, <laughs> yeah. you need somebody to take the last plate. I got you. No, yeah, I've we've introduced a couple guys to Korean food for the first time. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. What can you say about speaking of Linderbaum? Just the season that he's had, obviously second year in his first Pro Bowl. What stands out to you about Tyler Linderbaum that's made him a, a special player in a Pro Bowler? I mean, just his leadership ability, and you know, he really takes control, and you need that in a in a center and. Um, a guy you can just count on to make the right call. He's a smart player. Um, he's tough, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, I just have full trust that, you know, whatever call he's making, I know I can go with it because, you know, I know he sees the field the same way I see it and, you know, even better, yeah. you know. So, um, and, you know, like you say, he's, he's only in his second year, so the sky's the limit for him. Um, he's only going to continue to improve. And, you know, I'm very – you know, proud of, you know, everything he's done. And, you know, we're still going to uh, grind and get better. The last one that I have for you, Ronnie, is I, I want to get your take on Lamar and his maturation. That's where I was going. Nice. Well done, I read sir. your mind. I read your mind. I think that, like, he just seems like the buzzword is locked in. He said it over and over again. And it seems like his focus is just next level mm-hmm. this year. How have you seen that, and how does that translate to the rest of the team? Yeah, I mean, he's he's not, like, um, rigid or anything, but he is focused, and, you know, he's never – he's he, he can have fun, and, you know, we joke around and stuff, but he knows, you know, when we line up and um, and the ball's going to be snapped, everything is, is locked in, and he wants everyone to be like that and make sure no one gets, you know, too ahead of themselves. And, you know, it goes back to – everything that happened, you know, in the past, you know, coming up short. And, you know, like you said, he understands that, you know, these opportunities are 
limited. They're not, you know, every year. So, I mean, just locked in, focused, and all around just, you know, a great leader as well. Awesome. I feel like I see him on the field like, I mean, it doesn't matter if we're up 30 points. Like, if somebody doesn't do something right, like, Lamar's on your butt. Mm-hmm. You know, is that is that true? Like, what's he what's he like? Is is that different from earlier in his career? Um, I mean, Lamar is never the type to not really be focused, honestly. Uh, but I would just say he's just kind of taking it to a, another level uh, when it comes to just you know zero complacency about you know any type of blowout, you know anything. Like he's not satisfied with any of it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not really you know a great moment like it would be in the past where we'd really be happy about doing some of these things. So, right. um, yeah, it's really just a one set focus. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ronnie and chef Ronnie. Well, I guess you're not the chef. <laughs> no, I'm not. you're not the chef. <laughs> I host, host Ronnie. Uh, host, host, host Ronnie. Host. Well, you let us know next time you need somebody <laughs> to clean the plates. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. man. Appreciate it. This is Colin Coward from the herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back into the Lounge Podcast. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek Studio. We want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited-time offer running right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Make sure you are at least 21 or older to play and physically present in Maryland. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, BG&E is all about small businesses being the backbone of Maryland's economy. In partnership with the Ravens, BG&E is investing in communities across central Maryland, helping small businesses continue to thrive. Throughout this week, we want to highlight small businesses, and this week's business is Creative Development Studios doing business as Smithco. Baltimore is thriving and vibing a bit more with new fashion, music, and lifestyle retail space. Smithco's commitment resonates deeply with the city's youth, consistently giving back, inspiring the next generation of creatives throughout 
their enriching program. So thanks to uh, BGE and DraftKings Sportsbook as well as SeatGeek. So uh, enjoy the conversation with Ronnie. I, I, I really thought it was interesting hearing him talk about um, just the differences between this team in 2019. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that uh, he was pretty matter of fact about it, that he felt like that team had a little bit of complacency and that this team has learned, you know, taking the lessons from that and that those are hard lessons and has approached success differently. And um, I think that's probably music to Ravens fans ears who are concerned of a repeat. Uh, I think, you know, and I, I stated this on final drive, stepping in for you, pinch it a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I, th- I think this team is better in 2019 for a, a multitude of reasons, but that is one of them. The having had that experience of getting burnt, you know, and, and it's hard to handle success when you're 14 and two and you go on a run like the Ravens did that year. Now, this year, I think, has been very different. A, the, the Ravens are riding a six game winning streak, but. You look at the schedules late that year versus this year. This year's has been way tougher. I mean, December. there's nothing really like this year. I don't know that I remember a schedule like this. I to mean, close out the when you season. talk about heating up at the right time and playing your best football at the right time, this year is a case in point in that. You know, the two of the other best five teams in the NFL came, you know, the Ravens just played them back to back games. And so. Whereas I think that you go back to 2019 and some of those late season games were against non-playoff teams. The Ravens were kind of just, for lack of a better term, cruising through those games. You know, it was about getting Lamar, just enriching Lamar's MVP credentials. This has been, these have been dogfights against some of the best teams. And I think, um, you know, that is one reason that this team is, is playing better when they need to at this point in the season. The two things I'll say about 2019. One is I do think that this team is better equipped to it because of the experience from the last time. And I think that, as I've said before, that team was so young. It was Lamar's first season as a starter. You had all these young guys who basically didn't, almost didn't know any better, and they were just out there balling and having a great time and it seemed like they were just almost naive to their own success, which was great at times, but also not great in some facets. Where this year's team, the focus is seems to be locked in at all times to another level and I think that they have a real understanding and appreciation to the question that I asked them like about the window of opportunity I think they they really feel like this is a special group Mm -hmm. and that time and that talent can't be wasted the other thing that I will say is that it's easy to basically just be like all right 20 they they lost one game in the playoffs and it was bad it was a just it was a huge disappointment they shouldn't have lost that game the game was kind of a weird game that that Mm -hmm. had some fluky things happen there were some drop passes there were turnovers that went it went weird it was a weird game fourth down just was weird okay yeah and it's like it's hard the ravens and john harbaugh brought up the ravens moved the ball pretty darn well in that game they did they but they they sputtered out in the end zone and they couldn't punch it in red zone they couldn't punch it in and, and there just were some, again, weird things that happened in that game. Seth Roberts drops a pass that, you know, he may have cruised into the end zone if he catches that. Like, and so it's hard to basically be like, well, you did this in 2019 and then you lost to the Titans because of that. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's a difference, you know, there's causation and correlation here. And I think that the first round bye was not a cause of the team losing, I don't think, in my view. Mm-hmm. I do think that rust is a thing, and I don't totally dismiss that. But I, I, I just wanted to say that that about that game. You know, I think it was a weird game, um, yeah. and I do think that this team is better prepared. But with that said, I think the Ravens also will do things a little bit differently this time around. Not drastically, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, 
I don't know how many starters are going to rest in this finale against the Steelers, but I don't think it's going to be rampant. Mm-hmm. I also think that the team is going to have a normal practice schedule next week. Uh, that's already been stated. And so they're going to get their, continue to get their work in, you know, and they're do it in as safe as way as possible. But, uh, I, I don't think that John Harbaugh is just going to say, well, that was a whatever that was then this is now whatever. Like he's somebody that studies everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he is going to change up the strategy just a little bit. Well, the one piece of the strategy that's going to be the same is that Lamar Jackson sitting in the season finale, which I completely agree. With. Yeah. And it, and the other, I guess one of the pieces I think is worth adding is sometimes like narratives get built. And I think that, there is a value, like I go back to the 2012 Super Bowl team. The 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 storyline, the narrative of that team was really all about the previous year, the 2011 team. Mm-hmm. And losing in New England, of course, the Ravens end up back in New England that year in the AFC Championship, and everything basically became about avenging that game. Right. Well, like, if the Ravens go on a run here and they get to the Super Bowl, a lot of it can tie back to, we learned from 2019, 2019. that was something that benefited us, and we learned the hard lessons all those years ago and now mm-hmm. the people who are still here benefited from that experience. Yeah. I think that there could be a very similar narrative around that just if the not Ravens back years. It's just not back to back years, but for guys like Lamar and Ronnie and players yeah. who were here for both those Mark Andrews, I think that like there's plenty of guys who have experienced it both times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there will be that you know, hopefully when this team gets to where we want them to get, mm-hmm. that will be a, a narrative that we're all talking about. It all starts with Lamar. You know, Lamar's mm-hmm. the leader of the team. And everybody that you talk to talks about how his his demeanor, his behavior is is different. It's it's not like they, it's, you know, I asked Ronnie for specific examples. It's not like something they can easily put their finger on, you know, but like everybody talks about how his approach and nothing's ever good enough this year. Yeah. You know, of, of keeping that chip on their shoulder and keeping them always striving for more and better. That's where it starts. He's the leader of the whole team. And, and like you said, he was so young. Like the, the 2019 team caught everybody by surprise. Lamar caught everybody by surprise. It was just a, a different vibe back then. It was the big trust vibe. Big trust. <laughs> uh, this, I don't know, this team doesn't have a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lock in. Locked in. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a different feeling. It's, yeah. hard, it's just hard to put your finger on it exactly. Well, while you're trying to just go ahead and look past this game against the Steelers, you're just looking ahead to the playoffs. You're just Never. looking ahead. There is still a game to be played, and that is Saturday, 4.30 p.m. at M&T Bank Stadium. The Steelers are coming to town, and while Lamar's not playing, there will be plenty of starters who are playing, yep. and this is a chance for the Ravens to end the Steelers' season. And it's also... Gotta love that. Right. So this is, this is a big game. You know, I think for... Plenty of guys. It's a huge game for the Steelers. It doesn't matter for the Ravens from a seeding standpoint, but the Ravens, I think, care about this game. There's not a feeling of dismissing this game. Well, A, the Ravens lost the Steelers earlier this season in a game that really bothered them. That was a game the Ravens should have won. They dropped a bunch of balls. They should have won that game handily. That did not sit well with them. They took that one all the way across the pond to to England, Mm -hmm. thinking about that game. And um, so I think that plays into this as well. Tyler Linderbaum was pretty matter-of-fact about it. Said, yeah, that motivates us. We lost these guys last time. We've lost them a number of times in recent years. Not Tyler Linderbaum, but other people. Yeah. And so the Ravens want to beat the Steelers, period. They want to beat the Steelers. And uh, if they do it with their backup quarterback, so be it. Mm-hmm. That's even better. 
that adds to it. If you know, if they beat them with with some backups, great. Well, they, that I mean, the 2019 comparisons. They did play the Steelers in that season finale. RG three started that game yep. and got the win. Yep. So uh, I think that that would feel good to the Ravens. And also, there's there's some things to work on. I think that one aspect of this game that I'm looking at is the Ravens' run defense. If, if you're going to talk about if there's been any soft spot in this amazing Ravens' defense, it's been against the run. And here comes the Steelers team that is has won their past couple of games and is playing better ball recently, specifically offensively, because they've been running the ball really well. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, two physical backs. Like when you step out there on MT Bank Stadium's field on Saturday, it's still going to be physical. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers are definitely going to be running physical. Their season's online, and the Ravens want to match that and beat it. And so I think that that's a, something that I'm going to be watching on is how does this Ravens run defense? This could be kind of a sharpen it, sharpen yourself up before the playoffs. You're going to get some more good running teams, all that stuff. Go out there and, and sharpen yourself against a good run offense. Improve yourself. Yeah, and it, it's uh, the forecast is calling for a wintry mix or snow, rain, some combination of the two. And so when you have that type of game, oftentimes that ends up being a, a ground and pound kind yeah. of game. And so there's going to be a lot of a lot of stress on this run defense. And and honestly, you, you just want to go into the postseason riding a win. Mm-hmm. Like who of course if the, if the Ravens were to lose, you it doesn't matter. You're yeah. still the number 1 seed. But like that's not how you want to go into the playoffs. Yeah. You want to go in riding a win. Yeah. And especially over your rival. And so, yeah, I think that there is definitely that's something I'm sure John Harbaugh is talking about this week. And and the Ravens, I think, probably already are feeling it. These Ravens players that they want to stick it to the Steelers. I also think that for a guy like Tyler Huntley, now he's actually played a, a lot of football the last few years mm-hmm. um, because of unfortunate injuries to Lamar. But I think that, you know, he wants to he wants to go out there and play well. Like this is an opportunity for him. Yep. This uh, even if there's players I don't know how many guys are gonna sit, but you know, Lamar's gonna sit and there, there may be some others. But for the guys that step in, like this is an opportunity for them. So th- this is Tyler Huntley, who's in a contract year, like yep. to go out there and, and show the Ravens and everybody else that he is a capable starting quarterback in this league. Yep, that's a big opportunity. So like I can assure you that Tyler Huntley is not looking past the Steelers and looking ahead to the playoffs as much as he is. You know, wants is excited about the postseason. Like he wants to win this game. Yep. And there's a lot of guys on this team who do. Plus, who wants to see the Steelers in the playoffs? Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. No. So knock them out. Knock them out. That's what I say. Well, it'll be a fun game in MT Bank Stadium. You can't. You, you got to, before we oh, close geez. here. Oh, close geez, I here. almost forgot. You almost forgot. Oh You've got this beautiful artwork, and you can't just, like, dismiss it. You know, we already named the dog of the week earlier yep. in the week on the Film Breakdown podcast. Lamar Jackson goes back to back there. So there he dog. Is. Triple dog, really, because he also got it uh, against the Steelers in the loss. He played yeah. may, arguably his best game against the Steelers. He's not going to get him a second time around. Yeah. Uh, but he's a triple dog. Back to back dog, triple dog. Uh, so here you go. Here's There's Lamar with Santa. Bryson, you got the good shot of that, buddy. <laughs> and then we got him. Oh, yeah. Is that Big Truss? Is he throwing up the Big Truss? <laughs> I'm not so sure. We just kind of got, we kind of dogged on Big Truss, but maybe he's throwing it back up. Um, so there you go. Double dog Lamar Jackson. Yep, there he is, a dog of the week. So this week, the Ravens, uh, what do they got to get? They got to get the big. <laughs> I got to save it for the playoffs. Yeah, you got to save it. You I got to save, save it. it. Yeah. The big <laughs> win against the Steelers. There it is. All right. <laughs> 
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.